0: With the, ...with the reminder of change and growth and the constant, the constant pursuit of clarity and the reminder of what life is about and how every day we must remind ourselves as much as we can, not just once a day could be five times a day, could be 20 times a day. And the nature of the world, the nature of life, is that we're going to forget what our mission is. We're gonna forget what's important. As we all know, um, the most important things in our life, many times, are the things that we forget to focus on. Nobody would say um, their family, uh, their parents, their children, the people they love the most, um, are the most important. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Are the most important mm. people in their lives at the same time as we know most of the time, as the Missiles Sharm says in the beginning in the introduction, that those things that we are that are so obvious to us are the things that we neglect the most. We know, everybody knows um, that we're Life is short. Everybody knows that that life doesn't last. Everybody knows that you're going to die. Everybody knows um, what's more important uh, than money is happiness and great relationships and uh, Hashem and connecting to oneself and to life. Da da da. Whatever it might be. However, the way of the world and the way of life, the way it goes is that it distracts us from that clarity and it distracts us from what we know to be true what we know to be most important and one of the things that is very important to do is to for someone to remind himself to constantly be reminding oneself as one of my favorite lines you know is the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing right which means more or less that what is my main thing thank you thank you very much what is my main thing so the the there there are two things that we have to know number one is number one is is that i have to define what's most important in my life i have to remind myself what's most important in my life and then number two once i know what's most important in my life how do i keep that on the forefront how do i keep that in front of my uh, mind in front of my eyes, um, in front of my life, uh, day in, day out. And the more you're able to, number one, clarify what it is that's most important, and then number two, to figure out how to keep that central to your life. To keep that central. It's one of the things I speak about, I'm just gonna make a bracha. It's one of the things that I speak about in Shalom Bayez. Class, and that is that everyone knows the most important relationship is with their spouse. Everybody knows that. It's the most important relationship, the hardest relationship, the most rewarding relationship, the most challenging relationship, the most, uh, the relationship that goes, that that can be quote unquote um, ignored and not developed. But at the same time, that is the most important relationship that you're going to have. Your relationship with your children, your relationship with yourself, right? We'll get to God, we'll get to Hashem, because Hashem, as the Ms. Sharm says, is only another, not only, Hashem is a relationship. So if I don't, have, if I don't know how to have a proper relationship with, with my spouse, if I don't know how to have a proper relationship with another person, if I don't know how to have a proper relationship with a person, for sure, I'm not gonna be able to have a good relationship with Hashem. It's much harder, it's much harder to have a better relationship with, with your, with, it's much harder to have a relationship with somebody else. In a certain way, it's much easier for a person to have a relationship with Hashem, so to speak, right? It's much easier. It's not a real, obviously it's the realist relationship, but it's not a relationship where Hashem's not talking to you. Hashem doesn't, doesn't you know, doesn't have feelings. You know, it's not something that you can, you can understand, but if a person is able to have a relationship with someone who's alive and with you and in your life, and you can, and you can have that relationship, that's why the relationship with Hashem is like a chassin and a kalah, like a husband and a wife. Because it's teaching us that that's how you're able to have a relationship that's why it's much easier for a person to say okay i'm gonna go uh you know learn and daven but then and then but then they could struggle with it's much harder right the piece was destroyed because of it's much harder to have this this deep relationship with a person to have boundaries to understand yourself. You have to understand yourself. You have to have a relationship with yourself. Then you can have a relationship with somebody else. So the goal and our goal is always to remember, to remind ourselves what are our main things. What are the important things in our life? And that's why it's so important to remember not to speak about other people because when we speak about other people, that already is the hardest thing to, that's what you're, you're going to fall into. The The, the automatic default is to fall into what other people are going to think, what other people expect from me, what other people, other people, what he's doing, what he's doing, what she's doing, what they're doing, what they say, as opposed to being tuned in to what it is that you need. What is it that I need? What is it that is that is that is a priority for me? What is it that makes me tick? And the more a person learns to focus on himself, especially at this stage. Because when a person gets married, you have to take care of your wife. And then you have a child, you have to take care of your child. And the more a person learns to take care of himself and to develop himself, to really learn to develop yourself. And of course, you don't get married at 30 years old, right? Where okay, I'm already or forty years old, so you're you're halfway done your life. Right? That, that would be like the, the way you would think we, the, the world would go. You get married at 40, 45 years old. You work on yourself from being a child till you're 40, 45. Just work on yourself, work on yourself. It doesn't work like that. You get married, hopefully, when you're in your 20s. The earlier, the better. The earlier, the better, in my opinion. Right? You get married. And what happens? What mm-hmm. happens? What happens is you hopefully marry mm-hmm. someone who is also healthy. What does that mean, healthy, as I've said many times? And then I'll give the mic over to you guys. I've said this many, many times, and I love it, and it works. I'd rather you marry a girl with a thousand problems who works on herself, and you the same. It doesn't matter how many problems you have. Are you working on yourself? As opposed to a girl who has two problems, and she doesn't work on herself, or you, that you have two problems and you don't work on yourself. So it's not about not having problems. We're all perfectly, what am I gonna say, Nachi? Imperfect. Imperfect. We're all perfectly, as the Kutzke said, that your, your grandfather's, uh, from, from one of his uh, contemporaries, Rebellion, right? The Kutzke said that, that there's no, nothing more whole than a broken heart, very similar. Right, very similar. What does that mean? We're all perfectly imperfect. Now, what's the goal? The goal is two things To with the perfectly imperfect. Number one is you want to hide your imperfections. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you're a faker. It just means you don't come over to somebody and you're rude to them because you're angry and you're hurt and you're insecure and you have your triggers so you you, you, uh, you uh, share your imperfections with others. Again, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're hiding from people, but what it means is you're able to contain yourself, right? You don't just say what's on your mind. Someone does something, oh, I just say what comes to my mind. That's called showing your imperfections out loud, right? You don't go ahead and walk around right, a certain way and start talking about how much you don't like your father, you don't like your mother, you don't like this, you know, that. that's taking your dirty laundry, so to speak, and you're, you know, showing other people, we don't, we don't do that. You could speak to somebody, that's number one, about being imperfect. Being imperfect is okay, but we don't sit there and just talk about all of our imperfections. Number two is, you want to try and be as imperfect as possible which means the goal in life, you're never gonna be perfect. We're already perfect, because we're human and we're imperfectly perfect. We're perfectly imperfect, right? We're, we're exactly the way we're supposed to be, but you want to get less imperfect as life goes. You want to work on yourself. Even in your private, your private life, you want to become more mature. And when you marry, when you get married, You want to attract yourself to somebody, and you want to be attracted to somebody who has the same pursuit. I spoke to someone yesterday, I love this, it was a new chiddush, I never had this chiddush, and I got it now, so I'm going to share it. Actually, I'm going to go to question and comments, someone remind me to say the chiddush I got uh, yesterday about, about... Mar- Here, you'll, you guys will remember this for sure. Like having a beer with your wife. We'll talk about that. I'm sure that's a great subject that everyone. So remind me to talk about the having a beer, unless we're not going to be able to get past that once I said that. But question comments before we talk about the beer with the wife. Go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Question comments. Daniel, come on. I know you have a lot of questions. No more questions. Okay. Good. He'll come up with. Yes. Rafi. No problem. No pressure. Rafi, the Yeah. Someone who is not a codependent person, he's very healthy, loves himself. What does he want a relationship for? Like, what is that? How does it make it happen? Why does he seek that? How does he seek that? Love? Nice. Okay. So first of all, I don't know if anyone um, fits that category. I mean, everyone wants it for. a Most people, yes, most people. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Most people, ninety-nine point nine percent people have you know have are are not independent, fully independent. The highest level of independence with another person is called interdependence, which means the greatest relationship is what? An independent person with an independent person, and together we are interdependent. Okay? One plus one equals three. Synergy. Um, I could stand on my own, she could stand on her own, I'm very independent, she's very independent, and we work together to create interdependence and hopefully then you have little interdependent children, right? So Rafi's asking, how does that look, what does that look like? So what it looks like is, is that, is that the question is how, how low your, 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 let's talk about love, right? We'll talk about self-esteem and love, how much do I love myself? If I love myself, let's say out of 100%, I love myself 10%, which is bad, that's a low level that I love myself, and I need my spouse to fill me up 90%, that's very dangerous. If I marry someone who's similar to that, that hers is 20%, and I have to fill her up 80%, I don't think that marriage is gonna last, why? Because I'm gonna be working so hard to fill up 80% of her. She's gonna be working so hard to fill up 90% of me. I'm gonna be tired. She's gonna be tired. It's not really gonna work. So therefore it's gonna be big, big, big problems. Make sense? So far? Uh, But But if I'm 80% or 70% or on my way to feel good about myself and she's on her way to feel good about herself, and we can enhance each other and we could help each other and build each other, not for dependency, but for independence. You don't want your children being dependent after they're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. They're supposed to be dependent, right? If anyone's ever done their tax returns, you have your dependence, right? You want to have your children be dependent. That's healthy, but you want to help your children become independent. So al achas kama vakama, your spouse, it someone finds someone is a 80% dependent person, marries a independent, ind- ind- sorry, independent person, marries right? Another. 80% What's that's apart? very okay. high. Okay, so whatever it is, um, no, no, five, five, yeah. so, so 50%, whatever 70 80 is enough, 80 is wow. great, but you still want, you still yeah. need what, love. You what, still, what about the relationship? Gives you what you mean? Habit. You want it. You're a, you're a human being. Right, yeah. You're a human being. You want compassion. You want a companionship. You want someone to tell you I love you. You need someone to tell you I love that suit you're wearing. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. Right? That's what you would say to your wife. You're so beautiful. Right? Why not? That now. If you don't tell me I'm beautiful, I think that I'm the ugliest thing in the world. You don't tell me I'm handsome. I think I'm ugly. Then you got work to do inside. If I know I'm okay, I like the suit that I'm wearing, I like the tie that I'm wearing, but when my wife tells me it's a great tie, it makes me feel good and compliments me, just like anyone else is like that. Right? So there's nothing wrong, not only nothing wrong, that's a relationship, that's building a relationship. Building a relationship. Learning how to build a relationship. That's just one example of physical, right? We're talking about emotional, if you need someone to listen to you. I need someone, I had a hard day. So I had a hard day now she's not my therapist she's not your therapist you're not her therapist you could help if you don't sit there doing therapy let's talk you know three hours about your trauma sometimes you could share with that with the spouse also but a spouse has to know i got to take care of what i got to take care of you got to take care of what you okay we're already getting into shalom bias a little bit but that's that's the way it works so, and let me just say, Rafi, let me just end off with this thing for your question. Most, most relationships do well when the individual, when the, each individual are working on themselves separately. You have to be very, 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 very mature to have a great relationship. Again, we're talking more shell and bias, but this is it's a good uh, introduction for you guys. If you're working on yourself amazingly, and she's working on herself amazingly, it's gonna work together great. If you're waiting together to work on your relationship together, now I'm gonna work on myself. I've had this with people. Oh, we need to go to couples counseling. I'm like, no, you don't need couples counseling. You first need individual counseling. You're a baby and she's a baby. She's a baby and you're a baby. First let's grow up a little bit, and then after you grow up, you get to learn to live together. Most times, people are waiting to get married then I'm gonna grow up. I'd rather you're gonna grow up more when you're married, but, 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 but your problems don't change when you're married. Your problems could get worse when you're married. Hopefully, you're, she can help you and you can help her become stronger individuals, okay? We're, we're getting off a little bit in shalom bias, but it's fine, it's important to talk about it. So your goal, guys, your goal when you're in yeshiva now When you're, before you're married, your goal is to be as clear as you can be and be as focused as you can be and be as aware of as you can be how to become as mature as possible, as mature as possible on your journey. And based on that maturity, hopefully you will, as I've said many times, you get what you pay for, right? You work hard. Hopefully you'll get a girl who worked hard. She worked hard. Hopefully she'll get a guy who worked hard and who's not there. You're not there yet. When you get married, that's when you begin. But you want someone who is a clee, who's a vessel, who's ready to go on your journey separately together. Make sense? Okay, Binyamin. Shkuch Rafi. I like that Rafi. Well, again, friendships, friendships now are very, at your age, in my opinion, friendships, um, I have a, I'm very opinionated when it comes to friendships at 19, 20 years old. Because I think people, well, why am I opinionated about it? Uh, I mean, what is my opinion? Right. My opinion, my opinion, the re- well, I'll tell you why I am, because I've seen it in, in my life. I've seen people stay, stay immature and people get mature based on their friendships. And I think that it's very dangerous friendship when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Because when you're younger, friends define you. The people you hang out with define you. And I've seen so many times people stay with their friends and they're not willing to to shoot ahead and say I gotta do what I gotta do. And I've seen people get stuck in the world of friends and chevra at that age. When you're 16, 17 years old, Don't worry about anything you're doing. Be one of the guys. Who are you? I'm who my friends are. Once you come here to this yeshiva and you graduate high school, physically graduate high school, hopefully mentally and emotionally as well, but people have trouble with that. I I talk about people who stay in high school. They're always talking about high school. I'm very like anti that. I'm very against that. Why? Because it's like you're stunting yourself if all you talk about is high school because you're trying to stay in high school. You gotta move past that and you gotta get yourself a wife. You gotta be able to separate. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with having a lot of friends, but that's not your pursuit. Now, a lot of times when people were bullied or didn't have a lot of friends in elementary school and high school, they'll stay on to that as they get older and older, and they're so busy about their friends. But the older you get, the more I would say don't worry about your friends. Go to your wife. Go find your wife. That doesn't mean you find your wife tomorrow, what it means is that's the pursuit of what you're going to do right now. You're heading towards becoming a functional, mature adult. Make sense? Binyalman. Right before, it's harder to have relationship with a person function, mm-hmm. Because with your roommate, with, with your, with, um, with your uh, spouse, with your kids, right? It's, it's constant. It's 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 alive. It's there. It's it's with what? Well, it makes it harder to have a great relationship with Hashem. With Hashem, it's pretty basic. There's 613 mitzvahs. You daven, you learn, you you try and connect to Him, and you do as best as you can to connect to Him. But it's not as much. Obviously, I'm not talking about the tzaddikim that they totally have this this relationship with Hashem. I'm talking for us, right? Our our sort of working ground in a relationship is with each other, with each other, with our spouses, with our parents, with our children, with the people we work with. And then I could take that and I can sort of connect myself to Hashem with that, with that intact. In Does that make sense? Meaning I've seen a lot of people have great relationships, so to speak, with Hashem. They have terrible relationships with people. That's not. It's hard. That right? Why? How could that be? Because it's much easier to get away with that. With a person, you can't get away with. You can't fake yourself to a person. You could fake yourself to Hashem. You could be in denial with your relationship with Hashem. You could. It's much easier to be in denial with your relationship with Hashem. For me to be in a denial relationship with 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 a human being is much harder because I'll get called out on it, much much quicker. I'll lose. I'll lose with Hashem. It's much more out of our hands. Does that make sense? It's not, can't, you could, you could fake yourself. That makes it, I that makes it Okay, you're, you're right. I didn't mean in, the, in those terms. It makes it harder because it's not as tangible. But when I say harder, I just mean a relationship with a person is a very hard thing for a person to do, to develop a healthy, amazing. You need two parties. That's really the beer with the wife. You need both parties to be on the same page. Right, that's, that's what I meant. I don't mean, I, when I said harder, I meant just practically harder. I don't mean harder and it's very hard to have a relationship with Hashem. But in a certain way, it's easier to have a relationship with Hashem because Hashem loves us. It's very one way. Hashem, you know, loves us. He wants us to have a happy life. He wants us to be happy and to be successful. And He wants us to just, you know, get married and have a good relationship with our wives and children. It always comes back to that, Right. You learn this. Yiddishkeit is not so complicated. People are complicated. Yiddishkeit's not complicated. Judaism is not complicated. Your parents and your teachers or the culture might have made things complicated for you about Judaism, right? There's like we spoke about yesterday. There's spiritual abuse also, right? I'm a rabbi, and I'll tell you what God needs from you, and if you don't do it, you are, right, we said yesterday, then you are, Going, you are damned, and you're going to, you know, Gehenim, right? That would be spiritual abuse. That's spiritual abuse, right? So that, that's an example of, of spiritual abuse, or you have to, you know, learn a certain way, you have to be a certain way in order to be a Jew, right? That's, that's, not, that's not accurate at all. But when a person realizes that Hashem loves me, Shem wants me, they're the mitzvahs, you have a good Rebbe, you have a good rabbi, you have this. you're good to go. Then it's about the relationship. I like that question, Minyaman. Yes, Yisrael. Okay. Listen, you of, I think it's probably easier a relationship with a person, but I think what was saying is that when you have a relationship with a Shem, there's no feedback that you're doing something wrong. With it. That's what you mean by you have to pretend that you're, everything's good. But with a person, a person cries, a person looks sad. Right, right, correct, correct. No, no, I, I agree. I, the word hard, I didn't, th- that's not what I meant by that. I meant, I meant it, correct, it, it might be harder to develop a relationship with Hashem because, it's Hard, to, to, hard to, to form it, even though the Masih sharm says it's not true. But, yeah. Despite it being good for you, I would say like having a relationship with Hashem is more like high maintenance than being with a person. Right, again, again, it, 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 it. Having a healthy relationship with a person is very, very, very hard to do. Because you have to be very mature. This is where the beer with the wife comes in. And she has to be very mature. Yeah. No, both. You both have to be very mature. There are two components. It's constant. With Hashem, it's a whole different... Again, in Mitzil Sharm, he says Hashem is also a relationship. That's how he says it. Hashem is also a relationship, why? Because if you can get, meaning also, as opposed to my relationship with you, your relationship with your father, your mother, if you can get that down pat, then, it's, then, it's, then you sort of went through the harder thing to get to, to Hashem. So Hashem is pretty basic, it's pretty basic. Again, I'm not talking about on a high level. I'm not talking about someone who went through the Holocaust and still has a moon in Hashem and is still close to Hashem. I'm not talking about extreme cases. Uh, the, the point was more, let's take Hashem out of it. The point was, in order to have a great relationship with your wife, in order to have a great relationship with your child, in order to have a great relationship with your boss, in order to have a great relationship with the people around you, you need to really do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. In order to have a great relationship with yourself, the, the, the inertia and the flow is going against you. It's going against you. Right, just watch the way people drive. See the way people act. Most people are self-centered, and most people are not working on themselves. That's not a bad, I'm not saying that as a bad, you know, my, well, let, let me say it better, because that, that doesn't sound good. Everyone's working on themselves and everyone's beautiful. I'm not, I'm not trying, my, my point is, my point is, is that it, the, 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 the natural thing is to be lazy and not to work on yourself. And to be a parent and to be a spouse, if you're not mature, you're not gonna have a good marriage, you're not gonna be a good father. And that's why I say it all the time. Bad news and good news. Assume you're not going to be a good father. Why would you be a good father? Why would you marry someone and you're gonna have a good relationship? Most of the time, it doesn't work out like that. Unless you really, really work on it and work on yourself and you really study yourself and get down to it and break through and and are open to things I mean there are certain principles then you're able to really develop and 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 live the life that you want to live and and don't think otherwise might not don't think in a bad way just it's hard it's hard to get up in the morning and to go to work and to come back and to and to feed your family and to be a good husband and to listen and to have empathy and to be do homework with your kids and to deal with all the, the challenges that are out there, that are going to be out there, and if you yourself are not mature and your wife's not mature, then what are you going to do? I, I can't imagine. What are you going to do? Yes, Shalom. Two, two questions. talked about building a personal relationship. so. What would you say about the idea of having personal affirmations in the mirror? And number two, as you mentioned, the earlier one, can you get married, the better. So what, that talks to me. I want to know what your thoughts are about that. Okay, so the affirmations in the mirror. So that's a thing we've spoken about many times. Affirmations are amazing, amazing, amazing. Try it. Do it. It's a great thing to do. What, what is I could send someone a, a, my playlist of my affirmations. I haven't done them. I, I, don't, I, I haven't done them in a while. I, I I'm do I do other things now, but I but my the affirmations are amazing things to do. The challenge of affirmations is you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna wake up a, another part of you that's gonna be angry that you're doing affirmations. But it's good to start doing affirmations and getting used to how you talk to yourself because your feelings come from your thoughts. You feel not good, it's because you think not good. That's the way it works. You're anxious. You feel anxious inside, it's because your thoughts are negative thoughts. That's like classic, like like uh, Hasidus 101 and Lahavdul Psychology 101. It's classic. Your th- emotions come from your thinking. Now, I'm not talking about your trauma and traumatic experience, somatic feelings that people have. That's We're not getting into that right now, but basically, you feel good, it's a lot has to do with your thoughts. That's why people do affirmations, right? I'm wonderful, um, I'm, uh, you know, you talk about, let's say, love, you know, receiving love. We've spoken about this yesterday, I think. Receiving love, I have trouble receiving love. You could look in the mirror a 100 times and say, I love you, 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 that doesn't mean that that's gonna make you feel the love. You might, You might have to work more on that. You might have to work more on going to therapy or dealing with different things. If your mother neglected you, your father neglected you, or you were, whatever happened in your life and you didn't experience that love, the affirmations or, can only take you so far. But yeah, that's great. And then as far as marriage when you're young, how old are you? Uh, 21. All right, see, so, when are you turning 22? November 2nd, because i got you. Hmm. you need another year. Shalom, Mir to Hashem. In this yeshiva, keep on coming to Mitzil Sharm for another six months. By the end of the year, you'll be ready to get married. Everyone agree? Shalom, you'll be ready to get married. No shiloh. No shiloh. Not that you're not ready. Not that you're not ready to get married now, but, but, but I think you'll be even you'll be even better to go after you get some some. Uh, oh wow, I'm, I'm almost loaded this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, tzaddik. It's hot. Put this on my resume. Wow, this is exciting. Thank you. Put it on your resume. A lot of a lot of seminary girls listen to it, so it's good. Well, We're not going to say your last name. Shalom, a great guy. Great okay. smile. A great guy. Go to the Shuk on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, Bensi and then Nachman. better to get Maybe it's like you have another like, year or two to work on yourself, maybe a better than... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, so let me, thank you, Bensi, yes. When I said, the, I said the earlier, in the 20s, once someone shows up to our yeshiva, and he comes to Masil Jasharim, and is taking notes, and working on it, how old are you, Bensi? 20. Okay, you're for sure, you're doing great already. You, what? You. You're doing great already. You're a guy, guys who come, you could tell, someone who's mature, you're mature. You work on yourself. I would say that when you get to a certain age, once you have the foundations of working on yourself, knowing that you need to work more on yourself, knowing that you might need therapy, knowing that you're open to criticism, asking a question like you just asked right now, certain principles are or you sort of get there. You want to wait another year or two or three? It depends. It depends. Could be. Could be. I haven't seen such a difference in that. I see once a guy gets it, and he really starts understanding that I want to focus on myself. I want to focus on what I need to do. I'm working on myself. Da da da. Now, I guess unless you have real trauma, unless a person has real stuff that he feels will get into the way of a relationship, otherwise. I could pretty much tell when someone's ready to get married. What if you already realized how, what you got to do, what you got to work on, so why you already know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, correct. I, and I agree. That's what I'm saying. I would be able to help a person with that to really tell, right? Well, the, the main, let, let, let's say this. Once a person's a nice person and knows how to treat other people, that's already step number one. Some people don't have that. Some people are very immature. You could tell roommates. I'm sure you could tell your roommates which roommate would be okay getting married, right? You could tell. Then number two, then it becomes your own individual maturity. Am I ready to take care of somebody? Am I ready to be there for someone? That already gets a little bit more tricky. If you're more needy emotionally or needy with other things, then that's something you might have to work through a little bit more till you're able like rafi was asking in the beginning you're not going to be perfect but you're on your way that i could see myself also taking care of somebody not that i'm looking to get married because i'm looking for my mommy to mommy me right it could be i want my mommy i need a little bit of my mommy but not all of my mommy there are different levels of mommy that a wife can take care of does that make sense so i think you know it's not Shave—it's not—it's not equal to everyone. Yes. What's the whole beer and wife thing? Oh, you want to go back to that? Okay. Okay. So basically, I really said it, which—which which, uh, my chiddush I had yesterday. I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody, and I had a good chiddush of why everyone says, "Oh, I can't wait till I, you know, am able to drink, you know, drink with my wife," and and you know. So I so I so I just what? I didn't. Yeah, exactly, no, people, people say stuff like that. So, so, so I'll tell you my, I, again, I, I'm just gonna say it in a very basic thing. Not getting into the details of, of that. Basically, you need two people to be really, really mature and working themselves to have a great relationship. And the chances of two people who are looking to get drunk together and they're excited to get drunk together. So if you have one of them, if you're a guy and you can't wait to, you know, have beers, you know, and and you know, do that, so then you, they, that might be a little bit immature. And then if you meet the girl and she has those same uh, aspirations, then she's probably also immature. So I hopped. I'm like, if I myself am immature, hopefully that's why I said in the one of the shurim I gave the other night uh, with the with. Uh, some of the guys talking about, you know, you want to, you want to marry someone who's, who's stronger than you. Who's stronger than you. I don't mean physically stronger than you. You want to marry someone who's stronger than you internally and intellectually and spiritually and all those things. And then someone said, oh, well, she wants to also marry someone. like that. Yeah, that's great. That would be great if she feels the same about you. But you want to marry someone who's more mature than you. That would be a great thing, if she's more mature than you. And she thinks you're mature, more mature than her. That's all. That was it. That was the chiddush I had. So if you're looking for that you know, duo you know, that's not so mature, then you're what? You're probably immature. Then you, and, then, and then you have two people. To t- then you have two immature people. You're 0 for 2. At least if you're immature, at least she's like, I don't want you know, to go to a bar with you and, and, and get drunk. Why would I want to do that? You want to go be a baby with your friends? Go be a baby with my friends. I'm the mature person. That was my chiddush with uh, with that. Okay, yeah, Bensi. You also said that you, you had to recommend people like uh, like people the same age are older than them. You said that they have to be the more mature one. I like so that. I so do like, you know what? Like I li- really I li- I, and, and you know, know what? what? I like that, yeah. I, feel
1: like a lot I like of that.
0: Like, I like that if you're a more mature person, go for an older girl who's more mature. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Or a girl who's more mature. Age doesn't always do it. You could have an older girl who's immature. But yeah, why not? Maturity is very important. Yes, very important right. Nice. Okay, good. That's what he said. That's great. I like that. I like that. But you have to be mature also. Because hopefully the mature person won't like you if you're immature. Right? Unhealthy people attract unhealthy people. Healthy people are going to attract healthy people. So if you end up with a really mature girl and you're immature, you got to question yourself. you got to be like, whoa, what's she really thinking? Like, what's going on over here? (laughs) Is she really mature? Okay, beautiful, amazing. Yasi, what do you say, yas? You're liking it, yas, what? Yeah, what do you guys say? Okay, we ready for a halacha? Mm -hmm. Hilchus Lashon Hara, to be continued over here, beautiful. Okay, saying Lashon Hara about a katan. You're not allowed to say Lashon Hara, a child who's under bar mitzvah. If it can cause harm to the child or upset him and cause him pain or distress, you're not allowed to. If the lashan Hara, let's say, is appropriate, appropriate, which means your three-year-old right, nephew is throwing a tantrum, that's not lashan Hara because it's age appropriate. My three-year-old nephew <clears throat> threw a tantrum. If you say your 12-year-old nephew threw a tantrum, that would be lashan Hara because 12-year-olds are not supposed to really be throwing tantrums. But a three-year-old, right? My three-year-old nephew bit my you know, two-year-old niece. That's not Lashanara, because that's what kids do. Your 18-year-old nephew bit your you know, little niece, that would be Lashanara. okay? So that's also very important, age-appropriate. Not stage-appropriate, right? Stage-appropriate. Nowadays, everything's more stage-appropriate. However, one must know the situation for a fact and he must act carefully to make sure that un- no undue damage comes to the child as a result, right? Obviously, you don't want the parents to get upset at the child, or you know, something that might be taken out of context, whatever it is, but, but saying Lashon about even a child, is just like saying Lashon about an adult. Okay, question, comments on that? And then we'll do another piece in the Masilja Charm from yesterday. We'll continue and we will yeah i'll end off with this this piece from the sales of charm Sharm says an incredible thing he says we spoke about this yesterday and i just want to focus on that when you are able to have control over yourself then you're able to all your interactions with other people. And your influence on other people and your smell so to speak that's what I call call it you smell good for other people a Nice person brings good good air and energy to the people around them. a Person who works on himself brings that energy around him a person who who is? Careful not to hurt other people brings that energy around him and so to the opposite Somebody who doesn't work on himself, somebody who is not sensitive to other people, somebody who is not taking control of his life, doesn't only affect himself, but he affects every person around him. Right? The example we always give is if you have a roommate and your roommate is a slob. So you're, the sloppiness of the roommate right? making your bed. When you walk into a room, and you see, if you have a roommate and you're trying to be neat and you're trying to be organized and you put your shoes all set up and you make your bed and you have your pillow and you hang up your stuff and your closet is closed and then you walk in your room, right, and your bed's on the left side, your roommate's bed is on the right side, and he's got his shoes all over the place, he's got his towel all over the place, he's got his bed is not made, so your whole room becomes... Messy, the room as a whole becomes messy. So what happens is that we are not just responsible for ourselves, but everything that we do has a tremendous influence on the people uh, around us. And if you think about it, if you're affecting, right, you especially on social media and WhatsApps and all that, the amount of contact they say that one person is mashpia on another person is like a thousand people. Let's say five hundred people that you influence, a thousand people. And those thousand, each of them, influence another thousand people. You're already in the millions, next thing you turn around, how much you influence. Right? You say a good word to somebody, you say good morning to somebody, you tell them, Oh, you look great, you give them a good word, and then he says it to another person. He then has a conversation with his with his mother, who has a conversation with blah blah blah. blah. And the ripple effects of how we are are infinite ripple effects. We think, ah, so if I'm in a bad mood, it just affects me. If I'm in a good mood, it just affects me. It's not like that. Every time we live with, fung- that's, why one of my, that's why one of my favorite lines is be the change you want to see in the world. You want people to be more positive, you yourself be more positive. You want people to be more nice, nicer to other people, you be nicer to other people. You want people to be more sensitive, you be more sensitive. Because when people do that, especially when we're talking about families, especially when it comes to families, imagine if every husband and wife had a great relationship. Imagine if every husband and wife and children had a great family, what would happen? Could you imagine the spread of love that would exist in that community? Could you imagine that community of 10 houses, of 20 houses, where everybody has great relationships, nobody speaks and Hara, everyone is positive, or tries to be positive. It's very powerful. And what happens is we forget that and we think that, you know, I got to be part of a community that's going to be like this, as opposed to realizing I am the community. My house is the community. My, my, I am, I am the the generator of love. I'm waiting for love. Generate love. I'm the generator of happiness. Generate happiness. Work on yourself in order to connect to these things. Okay. Question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Please question comments. Yes, Bensi, Nice. Uh, so if you, right, if you're in a Let's say let that for example this issue, right? So a lot of different types of guys here. And and so some guys like you know, they're gonna be good influence on them if you're next to them. But at the same time they're gonna have influence on you and it's gonna it's gonna make you down. So if you do the influence on them knowing that might not might be mighty down or good, so that, that goes down to the to the to to what I was saying before about friends. At this stage in life, only I'm saying this with pride. Only hang around with people who are strengthening you. Do not be around people who are weakening you. Again, your job is to hang around the people who are strengthening you. Listen, you could have two people who strengthen each other. That's the best relationship. But you want to be hanging around with people who strengthen you not people who weaken you. You gotta hang around with people who strengthen you. Again, when you're in high school, you can hang around with people who weaken you because it's important to have your chevra. So I have my friends, I'm safe. I'm not talking to high school kids. Maybe if I was talking to high school kids, I'd have a different conversation about it, but I don't believe in that so much. Like, you're in high school, you need your friends, okay? I'm friends with him, even though he's not such a good influence, but I need my friendship. When you're 20 years old, and we're talking about marriage, You only want people to strengthen you. Hang around people who strengthen, 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 strengthen strengthen you. That means intellectually, that means emotionally, that means spiritually, that means physically. Strength, strength, strength. That's what I, that's what I, personally that's what I believe. That's what I believe. It doesn't mean you can't smile at someone, doesn't mean you can't give somebody a hug, you can't be somebody, but who's your core friends and people who are you hanging around? Functional, mature, people in the same path that I'm on. I think that's very, very important. Very, very important. Yes, Tzvi. Me. Um, Rebbe mentioned a little bit about community before, and it just reminded me of a conversation I had with with uh, one of the guys here. Yeah. That he was saying that uh, his experience with people, like, close to him, um, was that they would always relate, love to him based on, like, how well his learning is, or, what he's up to and this and that, but he said he always had right. this one person That's... who uh, he felt that loved him just just because he was him. And I was so inspired by that. I'm like, wow! Like, I wanna. I don't. I don't know why it brought me to this, but like, I'm thinking about community. Like, I want to be that neighbor, like, exactly. That 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 just like gives unconditional love. To, I wanna. I wanna love my neighbor's children. I just want to be like that that guy. I wanna love my nephews and nieces, I wanna just right. overflow. Nice, yeah, it's so great, great, Right. beautiful. I like that, thank you. <laughs> well, I like the word you use, which is overflow. Overflow means your cup is full. So you have to fill up your cup, you have to be nice to your wife, to your children, and then hopefully that will overflow, right? It's very easy to sometimes love your neighbor, your neighbor's kids. <laughs> Love your kids. You love your kids; that'll overflow to your neighbor, and have your neighbor love his kids, and have it overflow into you, as opposed to you loving your neighbor's kids and your kids loving your your kids. <laughs> wrong place. Yeah, exactly. Wrong place. Shefa in the wrong place. We want Shefa where in our Daladamas. Okay, Hashem will help us all. Always a pleasure. Always amazing uh, to keep on the journey and trying to keep on doing what we're doing. That's it, that's what we gotta do every day. We gotta try and do it every day.